All right, BradCooney.com. I'd like to welcome in hip-hop recording artist Bo Blitz. What is up, Bo? What's going on, Brad, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Definitely uh, appreciate you coming on the show. All right, man. So you got a lot of things going on out there in the Bay Area. Let's start with that. You're a Bay Area guy. Yeah, yeah. Out here on the you know, West Coast, San Francisco. Um, born and raised out here, man. You know what I'm saying? Been out here my whole life. Uh, got a real good understanding of music. And different styles and flavors and um and tight artists and stuff being out here you get exposed to a lot so yeah definitely um you know being out here didn't help shape my my viewpoint in music and stuff like that and it's been helped me shape you know kind of the, the the person i am yeah west coast all the way that's what's up now this is a really important question because it can make or break this whole interview are are you a san francisco 49ers fan Hey man, I'm gonna be bleeding red and gold. Oh no, I gotta hang up, man. This thing is over with. I gotta tell you like this, man. My my team, we didn't have our ups, we didn't have our downs. We getting back to it. We building up. You know, we just signed Jimmy to a big deal. Nice, great the last end of the season. Yeah, so I mean, I'm seeing big things for us, man. It ain't nothing but love out here. When the Raiders came up, you know, they had, uh, you know, Carr doing this thing. Right. They brought the team together and they made that run. It was all love. You know what I mean? As long as we keep it in the Bay, somebody got to win. You know? <laughs> I got two, my two favorite teams are the Cowboys and the Saints. Yeah, I only live about two hours from New Orleans, so I'm, I'm a pretty big Saints fan. But when I was a kid, I was a Cowboys fan, and I still don't forgive Joe Montana for what he did to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm still, I'm still mad at that guy. Uh, Hey, man, you know Montana's a legend, and the, and the Cowboy Niner rivalry, it, it goes yeah. back, you know. So it, it's always going to be some good battles. And actually, you know, Dallas rebuilding, too. They're going to be all right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, um, I do. My heart got to go out to you real quick, though, man, because that Minnesota game. Oh, I don't even. Oh. Parts, brother. See, you know, I don't want to bring it up, you know, but you know, it was a tough game. You know, they're going to be back. They're going to be nice next year. I'm they still in counseling over that game. I had to go to a therapist. <laughs> oh, man, no, I mean, not for real, but jeez, that was terrible, man. You know what? And we'll get to your to your uh, to to your stuff real quick. But around football for a minute, uh-huh. the New Orleans Saints are notoriously terrible tacklers in the secondary. I mean, their linemen and their linebackers are fine, but for the last five or six years, their corners and their safeties are terrible tackles tacklers, and it finally came back to haunt them terribly. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the cat, they were saying he was a rookie. You know, he got a lot of upside to him. He's got a lot of promise. Um, you know, it's just rookie mistakes and big moments. It's yeah. Just for you to make the biggest mistake in just about the biggest moment, you know, it's going to tag you. It's going to ruin you all throughout the off season. So when he, when he in there doing his workouts and doing his game plan and going through film, he's going to remember that, man. That's going to fuel him. Oh, for sure. So you can't always let yeah, the, the downsides and the failures be the end of you. You get knocked down, but you got to get back up. That's so right. I'm expecting some good things, man. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we we, hey, we had a pretty good season, man. We we did better than I thought we were going to do. But I'm happy for the Philadelphia Eagles, man. If my Saints can't win it, I just don't want Tom Brady to win another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's funny. You know, a lot of people, Tom Brady got some roots out here, uh, you know, on the San Mateo Bay Area. Yeah. So uh, where he went to high school and stuff. So you got a lot of Brady supporters, more so than you think, <laughs> kind of looking around. But, you know, uh, the, the Patriots didn't have their run at it, man. They've they been great for a long yeah. time. And uh, now it's just time for somebody else to get a pizza. And hats off to Philly, man. They they went hard. They they focused. They game plan. They didn't overlook nobody. And they went there and got a championship, you know? They're also a bunch of class act guys. The whole team, they just seem like they're all a bunch of upstanding, good good people. You know, it, it, 
things gel together when you get certain people together. Right. And I think that when that gel is really strong, it brings out the best. You know, not only on the field, but off the field. It cultivates stronger relationships through the players, through the management, through the ownership. And that's the sense that I got of it. You yeah. know, when I heard players talk in the locker room, when I heard the coach speak, when I heard other stuff, you know, it wasn't too much BS and, and he said, she said coming out, but it was a lot more unity and a lot more strength and belief in, in what they were trying to accomplish, man. And they, yeah. they did it. Now I'm happy for the quarterback, man, because like a year ago he was about ready to quit. Oh, Nick Foles. Yeah. Man, he, he had a tough ride. He had right. a tough ride. You talk about perseverance, you talk about sticking with it, yeah. being ready, being a true professional. He embodies it, man. He went yeah. in the MVP, dog. MVP. Yeah, he went MVP. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's tough. It's tough not to root for guys like like the Eagles, man. They're just a great team and good good chemistry, just like you said, man. It had that chemistry and. They went all the way, man. Took out the mighty Patriots, man. Exactly. They slayed the giant. There you go. All right, so let's get on this thing, man. So you got uh, you got a lot of things going on, man. And, and I, I was doing some research on you before you came on the show. Um, and you, you got this project. You got you got this single, Girl of My Dreams, which, man, when I listened to this song, I had a friend of mine, her name is Sharice, and we were both listening to this song together earlier. And both of us at the same time said, man, this song... This song should be on a soundtrack. I got a movie soundtrack. I mean, I can I can hear this song playing. You know, when the credits are going up the screen, at the, you know, at a movie. You know what I'm saying? It's like perfect for that. So I wanted to get your take on that, though. What What's the backstory? Talk about the song "Girl of My Dreams" a little bit. Right. Um, well, first of all, thank you for the compliment, I, man. I appreciate it. Um, with "Girl of My Dreams," it was really uh, more so. You know, I wanted to make something, a song with a little bit more substance to it. You know, not so much uh, overcomplicated and make it try and make it so profound that it's just it's hit and miss. But I wanted it to be more of a comfortable, kind of relatable song. And so that real kind of cinematic theme and and, and flowing with the with the music video into the song, into the, the the tied up stuff and the relationship that's going on. I really wanted to make all those connections really strong. Mm -hmm. You know, and so uh, that that was the presence I wanted to have. I wanted it to to feel big to feel like something a little bit more than you know a turn on or a quick little love song or a quick little jam so uh i really wanted that to resonate with the fans so when going through everything from um you know making the beat to uh writing the song to getting everything you know mixed down and putting the right uh putting the right position to have the presentation be exactly what i want it was a real it was a real kind of touch and go experience meaning mm -hmm. i would hop on some stuff and then I would have to go to something else, and I would come back to it, and I would have to go to something else. So for it to come together, and for me to be able to give it as much attention as I was able to give it, you know, I felt that the song came out well-rounded, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's overall and well-rounded a good piece. I absolutely agree. Um, you want to listen to it? You mind if we give the listeners a, a little sample? Oh, man, please, i love to it. Let's do that. Hold on one second. Let's kick this off. This is Bold Blitz, Girl of My Dreams.
There's a little sample of it, folks. There's Bo Blitz, Girl of My Dreams. I wanted to play enough of this song until we, until we also can get the uh, your rapping also, because you do it all. Not only do you sing, you rap, you produce, so I wanted to get get that whole flavor in there for the fans. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, right on. I appreciate it. I, um, like I say, with this song, it's definitely something different, you know, from the other material I've been doing. I still do a lot of, uh, you know, rapping and stuff, but I felt like, I could get across, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the message and the vibes of the song a little bit differently if I swag it out. And also, I was trying to tie in the title of the EP I released in the spooky action, spooky at, action a at a distance. Yep. Right, right. Um, tie that in with the with the lead song, "Girl of My Dreams." Um, you know, just because the whole uh, idea behind the EP is that it's kind of two sides of the artist. And one side is a little bit more street, a little bit more rough, a little bit more rugged. And the other one is a little bit more player, a little bit more laid back, a little smoother. So throughout the EP, you hear different versions, you know, constantly battling for supremacy over the track. You know, some songs are more dominated by one side and the other songs are more dominated by the other. And you have some where they blend in. So throughout the whole EP and album, it's that whole play of, you know, who is uh, Bo Blitz really? And why are these two sides, you know, um, battling to become the dominant presence? Yeah, man. The, the video really shows... What I liked about the video, amongst a lot of things, I thought it was a great song, and, and I liked the way it was produced. Um, but I like to... I always... Something that's important to me when I watch a video is I got I to gotta see a good flow, and it's got to tell a story. And right. I think you hit that out of the park with this, because it really tells a story. There's a little twist in there, but, but there's there's... The story is told and it flows from from the beginning to the end. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. We're trying to make trying to make it seamless, you know. Especially when you're an independent artist, you're putting a lot of your own, you know, funds up, and you're trying to find the right people right. to share the vision to be able to do it. It's real touch and go, man. It, I, I try so hard not to waste finances because you know I, I work. You know what I mean? I got my other job. I got my sure. other, I got my other grind and. You always want to make sure that you're putting forth the best effort and you've done enough research so that you could get something in the end that's, you know, that's worth showing. And so that was a big thing with uh, with doing this video, too, you know, working with a certain budget and having um, certain backing and funding. I think that we were able to do, you know, a really good job at painting the picture and kind of showing, um, 
you know, the dynamics of the video mm -hmm. and showing mm -hmm. different parts of the song. Yeah. What I also liked about it is, and I have, and I have no clue what your budget was, but uh -huh. well, it doesn't really matter because it wasn't real cheesy. You know, I see some videos, you know, where, where the song's decent, but the video just comes out. You can just tell us there's not a lot of money was put into it. So yeah. whatever you guys did, it, it, it's professional, which is very big. That's important. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that, that's excellent feedback, you know, and, and, and great positive feedback. We put a lot of effort into it. The guy who uh, who I worked with, Brian Storm, I got to give him a shout-out real quick. Sure. Because, uh, he was real dedicated, and he put in a lot of time and a lot of extra effort, you know, going through, and his, him and his team were able to really paint a vision and, um, and bring some things out of the song that I didn't necessarily quite expect. But I felt that the the video did a great job at giving you visuals, right. and, um, you know, tying in with the with the lyrics and, and showing you all the uh, like I said, all the dynamics of the relationship and, and the song. So it, it was a lot of good work. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, of course. More like a uh, more like a uh, what you call it a video dog uh, a movie shoot. Yeah. Than, uh, the video because I was doing a lot more acting and I was doing a lot more moving around and stuff as opposed to just you know rapping on stage or something. So I had a blast with it, man. And and of course it's really terrible to have such you know an ugly woman to be to be working with, right? <laughs> oh man, yeah. Shout out to my homegirl Becca B. Yeah, she did great. Yeah. Not only is she easy on the eyes, she's very obviously a very pretty, very beautiful young lady. But she also played the part great. You know, you're 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 in a video. You got to act also. You know. Right. Um, I thought she did a fantastic job. Right? No, no, definitely. I, I'll, if she don't hear it, I'll tell her you said so. She was, um, she was real excited to be able to do some stuff like that, and you know, just just help out because she's been a fan of the music. She's you know helped supported me in other ways yeah. and stuff. And so um, when we had the opportunity to work together and do something fun on screen, you know, she was all she was all in for it. So that's a big shout out to her. A big thank you. Yeah, that's and, good, um, man. Yeah. That's you definitely helped. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> makes the day a little easier when you got a pretty lady like that to work with. All right, so uh, you mentioned a minute ago the the LP's called Spooky Action at a Distance. Um, talk to me about the title itself. Like, where did you come up with that title? And I read it was gonna did it drop in January? Is it out? Yeah, so it's out right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's on all Spotify, iTunes, all those good things. Anywhere, um, you know, a lot of digital platforms where you can get it. Um, yeah, it, uh, it came out yeah, just at the end of the month, too, right. just at the end of January, so it's been out for about a week. But um, the title uh, the title came from um, Einstein, and he, because uh, I'm, I'm like into science, I love space, I love nice. all, all that stuff. Yeah, me too. You know, I've had a deep passion for it for a long time. Yeah, and it's, it tripped you out some of the stuff you've learned. And, um, I mean, Einstein was, was one of the more interesting people who I had a chance to learn about and follow a little bit. And uh, one of his... Um, one of his descriptions of a, of a theory in quantum physics called entanglement, um, he said it was, he described it as spooky action at a distance. And this basically means, this, um, this theory of entanglement just basically means that particles, no matter how close or how far from each other, can have an instantaneous effect on one another. Hmm. You know, almost um, kind of simplify it, think of it as Siamese twins, you know, or if you, if you pinch one twin and the other one feels the pain. That's right. Or, you know, vice versa, stuff like that. So um, I thought, you know, I said, wow, that's really tight. That's a deep concept. That's dope. You know, I don't know if too many people know about it. I think it's kind of catchy, and I think it ties in well with what I'm trying to do because one version of me is doing things, trying to take over, that's affecting the other version, which in return is doing things, and they're both battling back and forth <coughs> trying to see who got it. So I felt it tied in really well, and it was something different. I love that, man. I love the fact that this title is much 
much more deeper than I thought. When I when I was I was thinking you're going to tell me it was about a you know an experience you had in life or something. Um, but this is Einstein stuff, and and you mentioned science on this very podcast. So you're on right now. I've had on many guys from NASA on this on this show. Uh, oh, is that right? Matter of fact, I, matter of fact, uh, man, I don't know how many years ago it was now. Maybe about four years ago, I got a I had a guy named Jonathan Grinblad. He's a he's an engineer for NASA. He actually built one of the computers that's on the Spirit rover up there on, on Mars right now. Oh yes. yeah, that's what's up. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, when you, when you go to my website, just scroll down my player. You'll see a bunch of NASA guys. I actually, I even interviewed a guy that works for SETI. Um, uh, oh yeah, dude, just, just just go through the player. You'll find a bunch of cool guests in there. Yeah, that's tight. SETI is right up here in Mountain View too. I'm actually passing yeah. by SETI quite frequently. Absolutely. All right, so yeah. let's talk about some of your musical influences. Who are some people in the, in the music world that you're influenced by? Um, you know, more more direct and immediate. I would have to say um, my brother. Oh, you know, nice. Um, yeah, one of my older brothers. He did. Uh, well, both of my older brothers. So I got a, got a couple of brothers. But um, back back when he used to do music too. You know, I used to always hear him um, rapping, and yeah. I would hear him come back from the studio. He would work with one of his close buddies, and he would always be playing tapes while he in the bathroom showering and shaving and stuff. So I would always hear his music, and um, I thought he was tight. You know, I'm like, out of all things, he's doing his music, and he's my big brother. So yeah. you know my eyes he, he was already a superstar and everything else but i really got a chance to you know to listen to his lyrics and to dissect other things that helped me understand music you know um on a greater level and then outside of those immediate influences i mean all the greatest in my mind was you know tupac of course biggie you know um big pond it's a lot of them out there you know it's a lot of it's a lot of greats mm-hmm. out there right now and a lot of greats who ain't, who ain't with us no more but I mean, being on the West Coast, you you have to know that Tupac was probably must probably uh, pretty much the biggest influence for you know a lot of artists and for a lot of hip hop fans. I think I think Tupac was thirty thirty years ahead of his time. <laughs> he, I mean, he, the guy was a genius. Not, not yeah. he, he was a you know one of the pioneers of the West Coast hip hop. Um, but he came out a little bit after N.W.A. and them guys. But still, he was he was still there like in the early days of that of that of that era. But uh-huh. he was one of the first guys to actually transition from music into acting, also, and he was actually oh, yeah. and he was actually a really good actor. Yeah, that's. I think that blew a lot of people away when they saw that Tupac could actually act. Right. I mean, from his from the the gridlock to the juice to Bullet to all those other films before you know Poetic Justice. That's right. You know, he's like he was he was constantly showing you a, a range of emotion and skill and and versatility. As an actor, that's what a real artist is, man. It ain't just somebody who who can get behind and right. and, and just do, you know, kind of the, the norm. The, the art of it is actually having your own craft and expressing that and having people see your vision and share it. That's that's the beauty of the art, man. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is uh is watered down and it's mimicked and it's you know duplicated and cookie cut so many times that you don't know what's what or who's who or, or anything like that. So, you know, the, the individuality of, of such a strong spirit like Tupac, man. Wow, you know it's it's unforgettable for those who were able to know. Really, a travesty. His life was taken so young. It was just terrible. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, man. A lot of uh, you know that's why I think a lot of uh, hip hop kind of had to step back and take a reality check, man, because there are other genres of music that everybody ain't going around killing each other and doing yeah. all this other kind of foolishness. People really get away from the the true origin and, and the roots of hip hop, man. It wasn't over 
you know, so much gangster music or, or fancy cars or ass shaking and everything else right. like that. Those are, you know, more direct social influences that have happened to trickle down and, and, and find their way. But, I mean, I'm a little bit more true to the to the source of it. You know, I, I love the evolution. I love the progression of it. I just think that, you know, it also needs to have a filter on it because, you know, it could grow into anything. A tree can grow too wild if you don't bring right. it up, you know, guide them, guide them roots. So, same thing with music. That that whole East Coast West Coast thing was 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 not good. It was, uh, you know, it's, it is the history. I mean, it happened. It is what it is. Um, uh-huh. Thankfully, I don't see it as bad now. It seems like these artists are out there really trying to do their own thing without, you know, I mean, sporadically it happens. There's still some, you know, uh-huh. some some people trying to get get back on one another, talking shit, you know, in, in songs and pissing people right. off. But it's not as bad as it was back in the '80s and the '90s, man. Yeah, I would have to agree. I would have to agree. I would say that, that a lot more. Um, I mean, because you got you got more tools now. You got social media. You got other stuff. Yeah. You know, it's easier to kind of get out your little beef and get it get it done with. You know, people have a problem with each other for two weeks, and then the next uh, you know shoe is out or the next watch is out, and nobody <laughs> remembers anything yeah. anymore. So it's. I think it's more so for the entertainment aspect. You know, I think um, I, I think it's just more so to kind of get people riled up a little bit and to bring attention to it, but. Um, you know, definitely the, the more serious sides of it where, where things were, were getting out of hand, you know, hopefully those days are behind us as far as, as far as the music goes and we can keep it more focused on, you know, battling with it within the ranks of hip hop and, with, and within those, uh, within those confinements. That's right, man. You know, one of the other things I liked about your music is, it's good, it's, um, let me rewind, way, way back when Run DMC was coming out, I'm from New York originally, so I grew up right when they were coming out matter of fact we my part in new york we heard of run dmc before the rest of the country did because they were selling out all these places everywhere in queens and 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 brooklyn and the bronx um what 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 they did what made them what separated them was when they were able to cross demographics and actually collabed with aerosmith um which is unheard of back then for 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 a rock band and for a hip-hop act to get together and they sold a freaking million records to millions of records Um, yeah, walk this way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, what a what a genius collab that was. Um, yeah. So then, so when I'm listening to your music, I see a definite uh, a, a demographic crossover. That's going to be easy because look, white people buy the crap. They buy the hell out of hip hop music these days. Um, it's just mm-hmm. a fact. So, so that's good. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. Uh I, I feel that it, it's important to touch on everything. I'm a fan of music, Brad. That's it. You know, period. It's a, yeah. Period. Exactly. Yep. So you know, I, I listen to country. I listen to soft rock. I listen to jazz. I listen to funk. I As it should be. Like, I'll play it all. Yeah, because that's that's the part of me as an artist. You know, I don't have to I don't have to fluff my image or, or try and inflate my brand to the point to where every time you see me, you see my beard, you see my bald head, you see my muscles, you see my face. You're like, oh, well, he's a thug. He's this and that. I'm like, hey man, I we are who we are. Yeah. But as soon as you limit yourself to what you are visually, oh, bruh, come on now, that that's that's shutting off so many other uh, avenues for you to express yourself and for people to understand you, especially if you're trying to call yourself an artist. There you, you know go. What I mean? And that's the whole thing. If you're a rapper, okay, hey, you're a rapper. If you're a singer, you're a singer. But I'm more of an entertainer. I'm more of an artist. There's more to me than just this one skill set. Right. You know. 
So, and definitely, when you get to link up and you get to share that and people are open to it, you get great stuff. Man, Taylor Swift got a song with Kendrick Lamar right now. Yeah, that's it. You know it's all I mean? that. Exactly. Come on, I'm like, and this is slapping out of control. It, they can't do it on the radio. <laughs> so I'm like, if you want to limit yourself, that's fine. But somebody like me, Brad, I'm easy to work with. I'm hungry for success. And I know that it takes determination to get things. It takes relentless determination. And so that's what I'm all about. Those are the people I look to work with. Those are the people I want to influence. I want to be influenced by and I want to influence. And that's the energy I want to be around. Because you've got to be around the energy that you want to attract. You've got to be around people who are successful to have success and to be able to benefit. So, I mean, Run DMC linking up with Aerosmith, that's just, that's classic, man. And now you see it coming back and resurfacing years later. And, you know, a lot of rock bands... Incorporated rap in their in their into, into their music, like Linkin Park. Um, oh yeah, you know they put rap oh, yeah. into their into their music. Even uh, Limp, Limp Biscuit, the heavy metal band. Oh yeah, they, they, they I did it all for the nookie. Yeah, exactly. They put they incorporated rap into their into their music. That's right. You know, That's so it's right. great. I love to see that genre crossover. Um, you know, the, the you were talking about before. I even profiles ridiculous. Nobody should profile nobody. Um, that's what I love about Lenny Kravitz. When you look at Lenny Kravitz, you know, if, if, if you were somebody who was stereotyping, you would say, ah, oh, he's probably just a hip-hop dude or maybe jazz. But Lenny, Lenny Kravitz will rock your ass off, man. That dude's a freaking exactly. beast. He's a beast exactly. on guitar. He plays drums. He sings. He's a genius. Uh-huh. He'll blow your mind. Yeah, man. He'll blow your mind. And that's Absolutely. why you can't have on that. You can't have on them blinders, man. Exactly. Exactly. Limiting yourself. Hundred percent. All right, a couple more questions. I'm gonna let you go. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, so I, I like to ask this question to the artists I have on on the show. Mm-hmm. Where do you envision your career, say, two, three years from now? Obviously, you would love to get boom the big break. Where do you see that? Where do you see yourself in two or three years from now? Mm, that's a great question. You know, I actually, um, I actually had someone ask me something similar to that, and. And, you know, kind of my viewpoint hasn't really changed. It's seeing what hip-hop is, seeing what what rap music is. There's kind of two sides to me. You know, one side, of course, yeah, I definitely would love to, you know, uh, put together a great career, be able to tour, you know, be able to sell out arenas, be able to, to, to do shows, be able to do guest appearances, you know, and really just really, you know, boom and, and have a big impact in music and entertainment, you know, and have longevity in that. That's That's definitely a dream. That's something beautiful. But at the same time, I see how, you know, things can be easily manipulated. Uh, you know, the, 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 the hip-hop can be shifted really hard one way, and it can kind of isolate things and, and only exploit certain things. And so that kind of just makes me want to just, okay, well, I want to make a million or two and get the hell out of here. You know, so it's, it's really more so about about what I'm able to actually do and, um, and you know, the, the, the networking I'm able to do to be able to put forth the type of product I can. So I know if I'm putting out the music I like, you know, and I'm able to represent, represent myself the way I, I like and the way I choose to, then, yeah, the longevity for sure. But, I mean, a lot of artists do things to make money, you know, and that's cool, too. you got to feed your family. you got to put money in your pocket. Sure. you got to do a lot of things. But you also got to have some integrity. You know, you also got to be able to, at the end of the day, stand by your product. So that's what I would want for longevity, to be able to stand by my product. And if I can't do that, then, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with having a couple hits and, you know, going on about the rest of life. Absolutely. You're darn right, man. <laughs> Keeping it real. All right, the last question I got for you, this is a question that I that I actually stole. Well, I didn't steal it. 
I actually put out a while back to my Facebook followers. Um, sometimes I open up questions to them. I'll, I'll let them ask questions to my guests. And this girl from San Antonio, Texas, one time, she asked this question, and I like I love this question. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with this question now. Okay. She wanted to know, what do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy creating music? Or performing music. Oh wow! <laughs> Isn't that a great question, man? I love oh, that, that question. Is a, that is an excellent question. Wow, that is an excellent question. I think I, I can see how that could be different for everybody. It is, and it is. More. It is different for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what makes it a good question. That's right. You know, me being, um, you know, me being uh, uh, more of a more of a you know more of a rapper a little bit. Um, I mean, making beats and stuff like that is, is really fun. You know, um, there, it's two different highs. I can put it to you like this. You get one high, or I get one high from being on stage because when you're on stage, everything is live, everything is happening, everything is action and reaction. And when you have energy and you have vibe, that's it's, it's almost like you cloaked in magic. You know what I mean? It's like you just can't be touched. It's like everything is hidden, everything is happening, everything feels great. It's, it's a great high. But there's also that feeling when, you know, I'm in a studio or when an uh, artist is in a studio and you make it a beat or you may be, you know, playing with some sounds and then you just, it clicks, mm -hmm. you know, and you hear it and you kind of get chills. It's like, ooh, that's it. That's the sound or that's the rhythm or that's the key or that's the note, whatever it is. And that feeling is just goosebumps all over your body. So they're both really, really good, man. You know, if I <laughs> had to choose, I would have to say probably being on stage because you get to be interacting with people. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm more of a people person. Sure. Um, but it's it's a second. It's a very close, um, very close second with the with the making the beat and just having that feeling be awesome. Good answer, man. That's a good answer. Um, I would say eighty percent of the people that I've asked that question or answer it pretty similar to how you just did. Um, kind of the performing it edges out the creating it just by a little bit, but appreciation is mm -hmm. equal on both sides on that. You know. Um, yeah. All right, man, before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to tell all the listeners out there where they can get your stuff, where they can find you on your website, social sites. Uh, the microphone is yours. Okay, right on, man. Um, yeah, everybody out there, my website is amillionways.rocks, amillionways.rocks. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at TheBoBlitz. Um, I'm also on Twitter at TheBoBlitz. My SoundCloud is Vivo Blitz. Um, yeah, and those are pretty much the website. Gives you links back to everything else. So if you go there, it's a lot of good content. You can see the videos. Um, you can hear the music. You can see uh, some of the other projects released. You can check out photos. You can read on bios. Um, you can send me questions or comments, anything like that. And uh, yeah, it's just a great, a great, um, uh, a great place to go because <laughs> it got everything there. Nice if y'all got time, go check out the album Spooky Action at a Distance. It's in stores. It's available. So um, you know, go check it out and support me. And uh, I appreciate you having me on, Brad. It's been great, man. Absolutely. And, and before I hang up, I want to tell the listeners out there, y'all, man, it's important to support these artists that are that are trying to get to the next level, out there busting their tails. And, and, and go go listen to this song, Girl of My Dreams. It's 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 a it's you're not going to hear a song any better on a radio. Or, you know, they should be spinning this in radio stations. Um, so it's great music and support these guys that are trying to make it to the next level, man. For sure, absolutely, greatly appreciated, brother.